Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Fantasy Romance and Romantic Fantasy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. I got a little foam on my nose. Hmm. It's extra foamy this morning. <sighs> Today is Monday, September 27th. Almost to the end of September. Can you guys believe it? September seemed to go really fast for me. I don't know about you guys. Uh, ah, flew by. Flew by. It's a little cool this morning. I think I'm warm enough sitting out here. Supposed to get stormy, stormy and autumnal later on this week. And let's see, what am I doing? Um, I did get work done on the secret project on Friday. Not tons, like 1200 words, but, um, that was better. (laughs) I think I have to really, um, and I think I probably say this every time, but when I switch books and especially like this switching, not just worlds, but genres that I, um, I really have to give myself some room to, to ramp up. I always think I can just dive into it and, um, no, (laughs) actually not. (laughs) Can't just get 3000 words a day off the top of my head. And I'm thinking about this one a lot and it's very interesting because I'm reading a book, um, that is not in my genre. It's a departure for me and I'm kind of started reading it on impulse. And I'll go ahead and tell you guys about this book. I already mentioned it to my mom. It's a, it's a mystery thriller by a Finnish author that was a bestseller in Finland. The author is Max Seek, S E E C K. I will, um, put a link to it in the show notes, but just in case you're not a go look at the show notes kind of person, and it's called the witch hunter. And they translated it into English and I forget the translator's name. And I think they said it was an instant New York times bestseller, which always, um, smells a little bit to me, you know, an instant New York times bestseller means that there was a lot of hype or that there was a little bit of, um, thumb on the scale, you know, it's only got. 418 Amazon reviews. Although this could be a reflection of the fact that a lot of people bought it on paper and they don't necessarily leave Amazon reviews. That's one of those things that, uh, you know, for people who really pay a lot of attention to how many Amazon reviews a book has, you know, like a book that's in, I've got something in my eye, excuse me. Um, a book that's like in Kindle unlimited is much more likely, or that's available on Amazon exclusively. Well, which is also Kindle unlimited, but I was thinking like, um, Montlake books. What is in my eye? It's annoying. I'm going to pause. All right. I think I got it mostly. So, um, let's see. What was I saying? New York times bestseller and buy on paper. Oh, that, uh, Kindle unlimited books tend to have a whole lot of reviews, um, or a Montlake books which is one of Amazon's imprints. Uh, people who buy books on paper don't necessarily 
make the adventure to go to Amazon and leave reviews. So it's not always a straightforward measure of a book's popularity. Um, but anyway, it was suggested to me on bookbub, which is remarkable in several ways in that I don't often read the bookbub emails. I almost never buy from the bookbub emails. But there was something about this particular book and it was even on the more expensive side for me. It was six ninety nine in ebook which was on sale <laughs> down from like ridiculous ten ninety nine or something. But I was interested in they said it was Nordic noir because it's of course Scandinavian and I don't know I just um was interested and I thought well and I you know I could have done the sample but I thought well I might as well grab the sale and then if I really if it's really not for me I'll just return it immediately um, just like I would do with a sample. So I started reading it and I found it just tremendously compelling. It's um it's really interesting to read a book that's coming from a different cultural perspective so I really enjoyed it for that reason. Um, enjoying it. I'm at like 85% now. Um, it was fun to do a genre departure. I'll do another pause. There had to adjust for the light. So um, that's prettier view anyway with the flowers. Yeah. So and this and I'm learning a lot from this author which is I think why I had that subconscious impulse to try this book because the author is really really good at suspense and building dread and you guys know I teach classes sometimes on building suspense and keeping secrets and uh, yeah he's he's good at it. It's funny though because I also find some of you know like you I've talked before about how the author's voice is a huge part of why we read books because we like being in that author's world no matter what genre it is and one of the best explanations I've ever heard for voice uh, was from Susan Elizabeth Phillips and Jane Ann Krentz doing their uh, secrets of the best selling sisterhood talk at the RWA conference and they said that voice is basically the distillation of of you and what you believe that all of your beliefs come out in your work which is I think very interesting and so this is an interesting book to read in that some of these authors beliefs I really don't like um I mean he's a Finnish man I you know middle aged probably so many people in this book smoke and some are some are experiencing the ravages of smoking but the smoking is a little bit off putting after a while it's like really everybody on the police force <laughs> smokes <coughs> makes me cough in sympathy um, and there's also even though the I want to say the protagonist that is a is a female detective but there's many many points of view there's lots of um, you know third person point of view 
fairly omniscient at times. And so, and, and it's, I could tell that she's the protagonist. I probably would not be able to tell you in some ways, ugh, I'm not being very, very articulate. She's clearly the center of the story for particular things that have to do with this particular murder investigation, but it's not clear that this is her story. And the only reason I know that is because the series title is the Jessica Naimi murder mysteries. And this is the first book in it. And the second book is coming out in a few days, I guess. Um, so, so by this and only by this, do I know that she is going to be the, um, what the character that carries through, which is interesting, isn't it? So, um, there's, there's a weird kind of misogyny in there. That's, um, it's a real kind of internalized, very male gaze. And that's like, I don't know. Uh, I don't know Maxique. I don't think Maxique will care about my opinion, but nothing against you, Max. I don't think Max is probably aware of it, but it's like, there's something about, and I don't think that not all men, uh, not all male authors do this, but there's a certain kind of not understanding how women think and it, and it turns into a male case that even when your protagonist is a woman, um, sometimes it reads weird and there are certain opinions that leak through that. I just, I don't know. And, and I know that I'm hypersensitive to these things. And I think my mom's put the book on hold at the library cause she loves mystery thrillers. And I think she'll really like this. The, the supernatural elements are amazing. And I seriously have learned so much from this author on how he does stuff. Um, but I can tell you like one thing, there's a, a moment, um, where, you know, we're essentially at her point of view, it's still third person and there's a slight, it's not deep third person. It's, there's a slight amount of distance, which works because she's a somewhat reserved character, but there's a point at which she catches a glimpse of herself and, and this is how the prose goes. Um, I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Um, and I'm paraphrasing, but it's, it wasn't, you know, like she thought this or anything like that. It was, um, you know, she caught a glimpse of her reflection. She looked beautiful, even with her hair plastered back, even with no makeup on and her hair plastered back. And this was a little bit, and I'm, and I'm explaining this for, for you guys who listen out there, because I know that it can be frustrating and confusing when we try to explain what male gaze is. Um, that's male gaze because that is the male author picturing his very beautiful female character. And he's thinking, oh, look, she's not wearing makeup. She's on this boat. Her hair is slicked back from swimming. She's covered in suntan oil and she still looks absolutely beautiful, which is perfectly legit, except that that's not how women think. That's how the man thinks looking at her. A woman 
catching a glimpse of herself when she has no makeup on and only suntan oil and her hair's all askew from swimming and so forth is going to think oh god I should have brought a comb. <laughs> um, there may be women who are so confident that they don't think something critical about themselves and it's hard to carry off right because you don't want your character to be critical of herself but at the same time there's just like no woman ever catches a glimpse of her reflection and thinks that she looks beautiful um not unless maybe she's gone to an extensive amount of primping and then she's like okay you know all right hair makeup outfits cute okay beautiful as good as it gets right you girls get me um it's just it's just a funny thing you know and it's like I don't want this to be a thing of because some people will take to this to the extreme and be like well are you saying that men shouldn't write female characters then and it's like no no it's like just do a good job <laughs> um I don't find her a convincing female character and and that's probably me I'll be very interested to get my mom's take on it because I think she reads with a well obviously with not a writer's eye she reads with the reader's eye and she might be perfectly fine but it's super fun I mean it takes place in Helsinki and so it's cool for all of that landscape and the police force is really different um in some ways you know like not how they're portrayed in American novels and the supernatural elements are spine chilling I mean the first 20 percent of this book freaked me the fuck out like I woke up in the middle of the night thinking about it and feeling kind of scared which is not something I do but I also don't read a lot of scary stuff because I'm kind of a fragile flower but um yeah really really well done and I do recommend it um it's interesting you know the the varying experiences of reading a book like this I also over the weekend um I did a lot of financial stuff over the weekend which is boring but at least it's all done and now had to compile my tax stuff for the October 15th filing so done yay well I have to do a couple things today but they'll have to scan in some stuff but all of the all of the nitpicky stuff is done and I am resolved to try to keep up with it better you know every month I I usually balance our accounts daily um check in on them because it's easier for me just to keep up you know do little bits at a time it's like the argument you know of of like dishes I think I put that on Facebook once and it was interesting to hear all of the arguments on it it's like which is better to do the dishes as they get dirty so that you're spending incremental time throughout every day on dishes or to just let them stack up and do them all at once which thing takes more time and I never measured the time but it was interesting to hear all the opinions on which one takes up more time um but I know for me that incremental if I can get it to work generally works best I have to crunch royalties every month anyway um and I keep track of like credit cards and what we put on there and everything so I'm just going to start when I do that try to get in the habit of putting that stuff into my tax spreadsheets too so it'll be I've tried this once before and I fell off of it but this time I'm really resolved. 
And I could do like quarterly filing, which might be easier. I don't know. Since neither of us are on an annual salary, right? Um, so what else? Oh, I also over the weekend read this essay by Cory Doctorow, which I lost track of and I don't think I'm going to try to recover because um, I thought it was okay. But I, you know, it's like, you know, you read stuff sometimes and it's like, is it link worthy? I don't know if it's link worthy. Uh, he probably deserves the click because uh, he did get me thinking about some things that uh, I've talked about before. So maybe I'll look for it. You will find out if it's in the show notes or not. So, but it was an interesting thing because he was talking about how uh, more established authors don't have good advice to give to emerging authors. And I think it's really true. And it's mostly the thing of he was talking about one of his own experiences of being at like a conference and having um it's busy out there this morning. Monday morning. Um asking an author questions or people asking authors questions of like how they got established in the business. And the advice that the elder writer was giving was so outdated as to be worthless because the publishing industry changes and you know how those editors did things is not not how it works anymore and (laughs) it's really an important point and i've talked about this before on here how my least favorite piece of advice that i'll hear you know like some you know successful author essay successful big name author uh you know somebody when somebody says well how do i break into publishing what do i do you know the inevitable question that everybody wants a good answer to and inevitably this person will say well first you have to write a really good book and I have to say it in a voice like that because I think it's just abysmal advice for a lot of reasons I've talked about on here before. And if you guys want me to, I know the listeners shift over time so I could talk about it some more. Maybe I'll try to talk about it tomorrow because I'm almost out of time. But the thing is, is that most people who are very successful at whatever it is that they have done are unable to tell anyone else how to do what they did. And this is because most people don't know. <laughs> I swear they they think that what they did was they wrote a really good book and you know we have news for them. There are there are thousands of people who write really good books. Um, there's this combination of persistence and serendipity um, luck timing all of these things that go into whether or not a book is a success but human beings think that um we always like to think that it's us you know that it's because our shit is really just that sweet you know and sometimes it is but that doesn't mean that that's why it was successful and so that's what Corey talked about that i thought was really interesting was he says that more established writers can give good advice Um, so far as you know like craft and persistence and networking with people and so forth but no two authors have the same path to success 
and trying to replicate that is just going to lead to sorrow. And I, and this kind of links into some of the things I was talking about last week with, um, advertising and, you know, like the, the author who was asking me about like her Facebook group and saying how she wanted to ditch it, but that's just not done. And it's like, no, just because someone else says that that was useful for them doesn't mean it's going to be useful for you. And that can be frustrating because we all want the step-by-step. If you follow this guide, then you will be successful. I mean, wouldn't that be great? I mean, I would do that, (laughs) but it doesn't work that way. So you have to find what works for you and, um, you know, getting the industry moves so fast that, you know, even, even if you could replicate someone else's path, um, even if that were like physically and metaphorically possible, it still wouldn't do you any good because the forest has changed. How's that for an extended analogy? So some things to think about. I'm going to go in and get to work. I will remind you all that first cup of coffee is part of the frolic media podcast network, and you will find more podcasts that you love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow morning. Go all take care. Bye-bye.